When the whole town on their feet and they all just waiting on you to speak. That's when you realize that this is bigger than me. All I wanna do is make the city proud. Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast called Living Your Best Res Life. We're here for episode three, and with us we have Carly Joseph. Hey Carly, how are you today? I'm good. Good. Um, so start out by just telling us a little bit about how long you've been in res life and what are the different positions that you've held within res life as well. Yeah, so I guess I've been with res life for about six years. Um, for a couple of years, I was an RA in Asher Hall, and then I got the opportunity to be a student director and for one year and then uh, two more years as a full-time director, and now I'm serving as the assistant director of residence life. That's awesome. So you've been in, a, obviously, very different areas of the job and seen a lot. So what was your favorite uh, position that you held out of all of those and why? Um, I think they're all really different. But I would probably say being an RA. Um, I just feel like I had a lot of fun getting to hang out with other RAs, hang out with residents, um, and just the connections that you get to make as an RA and it goes by so much quicker than you think it's going to go by. Yeah, for sure. That's a good word to all those RAs out there that are ready to be out of school. So enjoy it while you're here. Okay, next question, straight from the RAs. What's it like being married to Dom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are no words. There are no <laughs> words to describe what it's like being married to Dom. I will say that the side that everyone else sees of him He's way more chill, praise God, um, than he is out in public all the time. (laughs) And I get to listen to him sing a lot, so pray for me. (laughs) (laughs) We will, for sure. Um, The next question, straight from the RAs. So, congratulations, you just found out you're having a boy. Yeah. So, do you think your baby is going to come out of the womb with football pads on? (laughs) (laughs) I hope not, and I hope that the baby does not weigh 10 pounds like Don thinks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have that for you too. But um, Okay, so this week on for spiritual leadership, we're talking about courage and humility. Um, this is something, honestly, that me and Carly probably talk about just in our daily conversation a lot. Um, as we grow as residence hall directors and as she grows in her job and as we also seek to help RAs grow. So, first of all, we're going to talk about courage. So, Carly, what do you, what would you say that courage is and what does it mean to have it? Yeah, so I guess I would just say courage is being bold and uh, being willing to step up maybe when our peers don't necessarily step up, that we kind of take the lead and are willing to be bold about what maybe we believe or also um, in a role that we're in. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, something that spiritual leadership hits on in these pages is um, from comes from 2 Corinthians 7, 5, when Paul says that he had conflicts on the outside and fears within. And so I think an important aspect of courage is recognizing that courage does not mean that you're without fear, but rather you're acting in s- despite the fear. And so one of the reasons... Paul was able to act so boldly it was because as a believer he had the power of the Holy Spirit and so the Holy Spirit was at work within Paul and able to give him courage in situations where he normally wouldn't be um, and so that's just a really cool thing to, to think about as from being an RA because I know even for myself being a, 
an RA um, in the past was that it took a lot of courage and boldness in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think I can kind of resonate with, with that as well. That's a lot of times, anytime I talk to an RA about, or somebody who's going to be an RA, and talking to them a little bit about the uncomfortableness of your job sometimes. And sometimes it's really uncomfortable to have to, you know, get onto a resident for something they're doing. Um, and just being able to, this is a small thing, but being able to have courage in your, in what you're doing and, um, and like kind of enforcing those. And so I think a lot of times we do have these very uncomfortable moments as an RA, but as a leader, you got you got to have courage in what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, something else that um, one of the quotes from the book that we kind of talked about earlier was talking about how leaders need to have equanimity in situations and that that's really what it took to be a leader. Um, and pro tip, if you're reading and you come across a word that you don't understand, look it up because skipping over that word will make you miss a lot of meaning to the word. So we looked up that word, and Carly, what did that word mean again? Yeah, so it means calmness and composure um, in difficult situations. Yeah, and I think that's perfect for describing what it's like being an RA, because on any given night, you do not know what could happen. Um, And so I know that as an RA, you have to be courageous oftentimes um, when, because it's your job, because nobody else will have the calmness and composure to be. Um, and it could be anything, you know, from a resident getting sick or something something serious than just, like, um, a sickness. But to be an RA is to have that boldness and to have that courage to act with calmness and composure in the, in face of those situ- in the face of those situations. Yeah, and I think that's the, like, one of the really cool things about being an RA is you... You do have those mundane nights that nothing happens, but then when something does happen, um, it could be anything that we can't, can think about or that we've never thought about and yeah. that it happens. And so just, I mean, even in my position now from, I'm, I'm on call, you know, half of the year, there's things that come up and I get calls that <laughs> How would you handle this? Well, if it's a different situation than I've ever dealt with before, being able to really think about that and and lead in a courageous way um, and in a bold way because you have to stand firm. And, like, I think looking up that and talking about calmness and composure is that's one of the biggest things I've learned being in res life is being able to be calm and stay composed even when I'm, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, And so – and sometimes I look back at it and I'm like, oh, I wish I would have handled that differently. Um, but continuing to grow from every situation that you have and not just not dealing with it because you are uncomfortable with it or that you are scared. Um, and I think that's what Paul was saying was even though he was fearful, he still acted. And so there's going to be times that you're going to be fearful in the job, but being willing to still act and to be bold. Yeah, and that even makes me think about how that's why we have procedures and why we, you know, come up with, well, this is what you do in this situation for you all as RAs is so that you are able to be the cool, cool, calm, and collected one when crises happen or things come up. Um, And I know 
oftentimes being cool, calm, and collected in a situation can be difficult unless you've thought about what you would do in that situation beforehand. And that so that even ties into like what we talked about last week with decision, how oftentimes decision, making a good decision is just seeing what's ahead and knowing what's coming. And so thinking about different scenarios just that could happen as an RA, things that have happened to other people, and then think about how you would deal with them and see if that really matches with being cool, calm, and collected and, and bold and courageous. And then you know, kind of rework your mindset to think like, I want to act boldly in these situations and, and be the leader that's being cool, calm and collected. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that, and that's why we do scenarios, um, because it sometimes can be difficult, um, to deal with those situations if you haven't thought about them or worked through them. Absolutely. So next we're going to move on to humility. So, um, was there ever a time as an RA or an RHD that you had to learn humility? (laughs) Um, I think there are small moments when you realize just how you are a servant. Um, And because of that, it's really humbling at times. And so I will say my first night, and some of you may have already heard me talk about this, but my first night of being a director, I, it was freshman move-in day and we checked in all Um, of the residents and if anybody knows in older buildings when a bunch of people move in the building usually have plumbing issues electrical issues and all those things and I'll never forget my first night of having all these residents um, in Gillespie I was upstairs unclogging toilets and to me that was it was really humbling because I realized no matter what position you're in you still have to be willing to do and set an example for everyone else kind of around you. Um, and, and it just goes back to being a servant, which is kind of what yeah. kind of what we have been talking about with humility. Oh, yeah. And that's perfect. Just because some of the notes that I, you know, had on humility was that it takes humility to do the things that others don't want to do, like cleaning mildew off of a bed like I tell my RAs every time that we find a resident with that I tell them first like hey you go and serve this resident so that they know that you're willing to do it and then they they might be more willing to do it later on if you're willing to do that for them and so um cleaning mildew off a bed plunging a toilet you know any of these things all take humility so that's a good point Um, Another quote from spiritual leadership that I loved and that you all will read is that the spiritual leader will choose the hidden path of sacrificial service and approval of the Lord over the flamboyant self-advertisement of the world. Um, I think that's key and kind of like what we're talking about. Um, Also just want to hit on like maybe you're not a believer as an RA and you're listening to our podcast and the fact that, you know, maybe something that's turned you off to Christianity is seeing Christians who are very um, selfish and very, you know, conceited and just focused on their self. And I just want you to know that that's not them showing Christ within them. And so um, if you want to see how, like, Jesus really called believers to live, look at a, someone who claims to be a follower of Jesus and who lives humbly and who lives as a servant because they are showing, they're the ones that are showing you Christ. Um, and then we want that for you all. That's really, like, beginning and end of being um, humble is being a servant. And that's the same as being a believer and really what we want for you as an RA as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I can't express, uh, being an RD, I can't express enough how important it is to be a servant because a lot of times we do the behind the scenes work that nobody realizes we do. And that's okay. And like, if anything, that should be the most rewarding um, part is that as a believer, 
to be able to serve other people um, in a way that shows Christ. And so just being able to do that um, and having that sacrificial service of like, you know what, sometimes I don't feel like, you know, talking to this resident, um, but being able to go out of your way, because how many times do we see Jesus go out of his way um, to spend time with someone? Um, he, I mean, he does it all the time in in the Gospels. And so just kind of reflecting that, too, if you are a believer um, and, and you're an RA, being able and being willing um, to serve uh, the people around you. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to kind of end our conversation about uh, these two spiritual leadership to- topics with a quote um, that I love from the book. And I just want you all to think about this. Um, it says, The axe cannot boast of the trees it is cut down. It could do nothing but for the woodsman. He made it, he sharpened it, and he used it. The moment he throws it aside, it becomes only old iron. Oh, that I may never lose sight of this. And this is a quote um, from your spiritual leadership book just talking about humility. So just think about that. Um, Who made you? Who created you? Um, Who better to empower you to serve others than the one who made you and created you? Yeah, absolutely. And then just remembering to... You know, you always want to be able to leave an impact on others. And so really making sure that um, through your humility that it's exemplifying other people. All right, Carly, it's been fun talking to you today. But one last question. Um, This one's straight from the RAs too. This one's from Naomi, the RA in Hutton. Um, She would like to know what qualities take someone from being a good RA to a great RA? Oh, that can... um, be a tough one but I will say um because we talked about it a little bit a little bit today is servant and being a servant but I think the big thing is an RA who goes out of their way um to make an impact and so that goes from doing things with your zone that maybe isn't necessarily what we've asked you to do, but something that you do because you care about them or, um, just, just being there for residents and then doing that well, but then also being willing to do the things that kind of aren't as fun, like keeping up with the OR or, um, making sure that people check out of open house on time and like being able to do those completely like both really well, Um, And just being intentional because that's your job. You're there living with these residents to be intentional with them. Um, And so really caring about them and going out of your way and taking initiative, I think, makes such a great RA. And, And I know that we have a lot of awesome RAs that we talk about from time to time that just are doing that. And so I'm just challenging you if maybe you feel like you've kind of missed the mark with that. Um, to continue to reach out and remember like each day you can always do better. Yeah, absolutely. The job is in the details and we see those RAs that are really focused on doing well on the yes, details. Yes, for sure. Cool. Thanks, Carly. Yeah, thanks for having me. Bigger than me. Hey guys, welcome back to week three's episode of Living Your Best Res Life. I am Haley, and I'm here with RAs Aaron Wharton and Rejoice. Rejoice, how do you say your last name? <laughs> oh, Ellen. Yes, that. <laughs> um, we're here, and we're going to play a game. You want to play a game today? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. so down. All right, cool. Um, so today, we are going to play Which RHD Said It? 
Um, so I'm going to give you all a question that I've asked all the RHDs, including Andrew and Carly and um, Logan Woodrum, our office helper. Um, and you are going to guess which RHD said it. All right? All right. All right. Any questions? It. You ready? No. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Question number one is what does your typical Friday night look like? And the first response from an RD that you're going to guess who said it is, it could be anything from being in Florida to working a weekend shift. Which RHD said it? So write down your answer, and then I'll give you the second response. Oh, man. This is kind of hard. Five seconds for this one. Okay, you ready for the next answer? Yeah. All right. So your second response is family time. Family time. You got some context clues there. Okay, Rejoice, you got yours? Yeah. Aaron, you got it? Yeah. All right, so Rejoice, who did you put for the first response? Okay, I said Leah. You said Leah. Aaron, who did you say? I also said, I also said Leah. You also said Leah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the first response was Eric. Dad, wow. <laughs> okay, Rejoice, who did you put for the second one? Andrew. Andrew. I also put Andrew. <laughs> so I guess. Okay, so your second response was James. Oh. Yeah, dang. James. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't even have kids. All right. Okay. That's what I was going Throw away that post-it yeah. note, and we're going on to the next one. So they're both zero for zero. By the way, they're playing for points. So whoever gets the most points at the end of this gets a $10 gift card. So pretty fun. Nice. All right. So second question is, what is your favorite home-cooked meal? And the first RD response is gumbo, please. Gumbo. Oh. Joyce thinks she knows this one. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Aaron, tell me when you've written down an answer. You got it? Yeah. All right, so second response is my mom's pork chops. What? My mom's <laughs> pork chops. All right. Five seconds. Sure. <laughs> okay, so Aaron, which person did you say for gumbo, please? Which RD said it? Uh, I put Carly. Rejoice. I put Leah. <gasps> Rejoice. It was Carly. Oh. Yeah. I, used my, I thought, because I thought Dom likes gumbo, so I thought maybe yeah. Carly likes gumbo. Carly also good. lived in Louisiana that's for a summer. Also. So that's why I thought you had it, Rejoice. Yeah. So Carly, so Aaron's got one point. Woo. Okay, so... Uh, Aaron, who'd you put for the second one? Uh, I put Logan. Logan. Rejoice, who'd you put? Brooke. Brooke. It was Leah. Oh, Leah's dang. favorite home-cooked meal is her mom's pork chops. All right, so Aaron with one. Rejoice still with zero. She's going to be the underdog. She's going to come back. Okay. So, <laughs> next question. What's your ideal vacation and why? So, our first answer is Montana. It's empty like my heart. Oh, Okay. Interesting. Mm. 
five seconds, and I'll give you the next response. So the second, the second answer that we have from an RD is Colorado, the views of the mountains while hiking. <laughs> Yes. Clocked in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Rejoice, who'd you put for the first one? I put Dan. Oh, it's Logan, but Dan was a good... See, it's Dan's... funny, because I wrote Logan, and I scratched it out, and I said Dan. <laughs> what'd you put? I also put Dan. Dan. So, Dan's response is actually very funny, very similar. I'm sure Logan maybe copied Dan, but... I actually put we... both down. I put Dan slash Logan, because I didn't know <laughs> yeah. which one it was. So, but... Dan's was funny... And probably the original one. And Dan said, Alaska, it's cold like my heart. Oh, so, super close. Yeah. yeah. But then Kayla, um, Kayla Skagg said, Hawaii, it's warm like my heart. And then added Dan in the oh. box notes. So, oh. You know, fun times. Okay, so who'd you put for the second one, Rejoice? Haley. <laughs> who'd you put, Aaron? I put James. You put James? Yeah. Good context clues. I want to go to Colorado. James just went to Colorado. But it's actually Brooke. What the heck? Oh, yeah. That's but baloney. I think you all, I'll give you both a point for uh, Logan because you put Logan down at least. So. Yeah. And your Dan was like basically the same response. So, so we have Aaron with two points and Rejoice with one, and we're on to the next question. So what's your favorite band slash artist you've ever seen live? So our first response <laughs> is Taylor Swift. Oh, man. So which RD has seen Taylor Swift live and loved it? Got your response? Yes. All right, so the second one. Oh, this is a hard one, I think. Who said Kenny Chesney? Who? Who said Kenny Chesney? Whose Kenny. response was Kenny Chesney? And this is an RD that we have not mentioned yet. I'll give you that oh, clue. Okay. You got your answers? Yeah. Alright, Aaron, who saw Taylor Swift and loved it? I'm gonna I'm gonna say you. It oh. was you. Rejoice, what'd you say? Jordan? It was neither me nor Jordan. Dang. And I've actually never seen Taylor Swift live. But it was Carly. Carly saw Taylor Swift live and I can, loved res- it. I can respect that. Yeah. <laughs> um okay, what about the second one, Rejoice? Who'd you put for the second? Reeves. Reeves. I also, I also put Reeves. Oh. Have you seen so if I would have said Reeves' answers, it would have been a giveaway because it was John I, Mayer. I hate country music. And Dang. Kenny Chesney was Jordan. Oh, oh Kenny man. Chesney was Jordan. See, yeah. I don't know who Kenny Chesney was. Okay, so this is this is perhaps my favorite question because I love eggs. <laughs> so what? <laughs> which RD said that their favorite way to eat eggs is, and I quote, raw, JK, scrambled with ground meat and taters. Now, this is an RD we have mentioned. You ready for the second one? Yeah. All right, so the second one is fried on a burger with bacon. Alright, you got it? 
You ready, Rejoice? Yeah. All right. Who did you say for the first response? Eric. Oh, what did you say? I also said Eric. Eric. So it's actually Dan. Dad, oh when you Dan. you really get the Dan when you see the gra- scramble with ground meat and taters, because that's exactly oh. how Dan would say it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about for the second response? Is Reeves one? Reeves. Yeah, I put Reeves. Ugh. <laughs> this is Boss Man himself. Oh, Andrew. dang. And he actually got his answer because I said I just love fried eggs on burgers, and he said, "Me too." Mm. So then he changed his answer. <laughs> All right. This is the big debate. Pancakes, waffles, or French toast, and why? So our first response, and this is an RD that we've maybe mentioned, but um, she has not been their answer yet. And there's a girl. So okay. waffles, <laughs> because the holes hold the butter in nicely. That's right. So who said... Yeah. Waffles, because the holes hold the butter in nicely. Got a good feeling about that one. Yeah, okay. Ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. All right, and this is one who has been the answer, but you didn't get it right. Pancakes. No cues about it. And I quote. What? Pancakes. No cues about it. No questions about it. Oh. This is one that has been the answer, but you, neither one of you got it right. All right, so Aaron, who did you say for the first re- first response? Uh, Kayla Skaggs. Oh, good. That's Rejoice. what I said, too. Yeah, Man. good job. Yeah. All right, so that's Aaron has three points and Rejoice with two. All right, what about the second one, Aaron? Who'd you put? I put you. Oh. I put Brooke. Brooke. It was Andrew again. Oh. No. Yeah, boss man. Dang. Yeah. If it helps, Brooke said French toast, so her answer was was neither. I feel like it's a hard it's a hard debate. It is a hard debate. All right. So this is um we have two more questions. So, what do you find most enjoyable about being an RHD and why? And our first response was getting to be around college students all the time without going to class. So there's some context clues there too. ready for the second one mm-hmm. all right so the second response is listening to students dreams i love that response this is an rd that has not that we haven't used one of their answers yet so listening to students dreams all right so rejoice who'd you put for the first one I said Leah or Jordan. Leah or Jordan. I said Carly. It was me. Oh, dang. Man. Yeah. Also, Jordan's a student, so. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know she was taking class. Yeah. But what about the second one, Aaron? Who'd you put? I put Mark. What about for you, Rejoice? James. Oh, it was Mark. Good yeah. job. So Aaron's four. Rejoice with two. And this is our final question. This is a funny one. And if you know the directors well enough, one of these answers may be obvious, obvious, but I don't think you all know this director well enough to know the, their answer. But what was your favorite year and why? And our first response is, and I quote, don't have one yet. Probably will be 2020 at 420 on 420 2020. There will be 420s and it'll be my 25th birthday. Hmm. What? The heck? <laughs> so lots of clues there. 
Is this the one that's not supposed to, that we're not supposed to know? That you said that we I think know. it'll be hard for you to know, okay. but... for the second response yeah all right so the second response is 2001 it was the year my family moved to Kentucky so 2001 and the year their family moved to Kentucky you got those answers <laughs> 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 you could come back and tiebreaker Probably makes it more difficult. All right, Aaron, do you have your answers? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay, <laughs> who do you think said probably 2020 at 420 on 420 2020? There will be 420s and it'll be my 25th birthday. My guess is Dan. Yes, Wait. rejoice. Who'd you put? Not Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was Dan. So everybody be sure this coming year to wish Dan a happy 25th on. April 20th, 2020. 2020, 4-2020. <laughs> and specifically at 420. Let's all send them texts. Let's put reminders in our phones today. <laughs> Throw them a birthday party. Um, okay, so then for the second one, who did you put, Aaron? I put Leah. Or Joyce. I put Carly. It was Leah. Good I job. Who this? <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron, as like probably the freshest RA, <laughs> like really brand new. How do you feel about how the fact that you just won that game? Um, I feel like it had to do with a lot with um, a lot of the studying I put in going into this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I Amen. pretty much guessed a lot. Yeah. And, uh, so you worked. ended with what, like six points? Yeah, six points. One, four, two, and two. three. Yeah. Yeah. Six. Well, congratulations. Um, rejoice! Thank you for playing the game. Yeah. Anytime. And Aaron, thank you for playing the game. <laughs> hey. Um, Aaron, you'll get a ten dollar gift card. You're welcome. <laughs> um, well, thanks, guys. It's been fun talking to you, and we can't wait to for next week's podcast. Woo! When the whole town on their feet and they all just waiting on you to speak, that's when you realize that this is bigger than me. All I want to do is make the city proud.